0: You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 28. i will be reading verses 1 through 9, and this is Matthew's version of the resurrection story. After the Sabbath, on the first day of the week, as, as, the, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white like snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who is crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy, and ran to tell the disciples, Suddenly, Jesus met them and said greetings, and they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you, O God, are our rock, and you are our redeemer. And we give you thanks for who you are, as we say it together. <clears throat> so I told this story when I started, the, or as we started the season of Lent a few weeks ago, and it only seems fitting to re um, bring it up on this day where we're kind of bringing an end to our message series. When I was a sophomore in college, I had the opportunity to take a course called Language Arts Requirement One O Two. Fascinating title of a course. It actually ended up being pretty fun, but one of the parts of language arts requirement is that we were required to go to a special lecture given by our professor, Dr. Jenny Bangsend. And college has been a little bit, so I'm a little bit fuzzy on some of the details, but I have never forgotten her core premise of that lecture. She said that the most important thing you can learn to do in your life is to ask good questions. Notice that she did not say the most important thing you can learn to do in your academic career, which you might expect from a college professor, or not the most important thing in your spiritual life, which you might assume would happen at a Christian college, She said the most important thing you can learn to do in your life is to ask good questions. This has been our guiding principle all through the season of Lent. We have been looking to ask good questions and find faithful answers in the life and the ministry and the death of Jesus Christ. And today we have the opportunity to ask one last good question for this time around because, like I said, this, doesn't, this process never stops. But the good question for this morning is this. Is there hope? Lent is a long season. Lent can be a dark season. Lent can be a time where we confront some unfun realities about our life and our world. And sometimes we leave the season of Lent feeling like there is just nothing to be hopeful about. And the world has sure not helped in the last couple of months, has it? Lent 2022 is proof positive that Lent can be a long season. COVID is still a thing two years later. The war in Ukraine started during the season of Lent. The American Cancer Association reports that there are 5,000 new cases of cancer diagnosed every single day. And given the quick math, that's that's 230,000 cases during the season of Lent alone, 40 days plus six, because that's how Lent works. Throughout the season of Lent, we've faced major fights with our friends and families, minor inconveniences. And the overall state of our mental health is iffy at best. Is their hope the women at the tomb this morning may have been asking the same question because after all what was left for them to feel hopeful about Jesus was dead Jesus meant so much to them as their friend and as their teacher. And during the course of his life in ministry, Jesus healed so many people and helped so many people and loved so many people. Mary Magdalene herself, the one that was at the tomb, Mary Magdalene had an entirely new lease on life because of Jesus. And now, all of a sudden and completely out of nowhere, and having done nothing to deserve it, Jesus was gone. Dead. The shadow of death claimed the Lord, and the bright hope of salvation that he had proclaimed seems to have been extinguished. He died on the cross. He was buried in the tomb. And he stayed there. So what was left? What now? Early in the morning, after the Sabbath, the women went to the tomb to prepare Jesus' body for burial. And in so doing, it seems that they had given up any hope of the story being different. And so they did what we all do when we lose someone that's close to us. They decide to go on with what life is now going to be like without that person. They go to the tomb to prepare the body. And this is, by the way, the normal way that things were done. In Jewish customs, the friends of the family of the deceased prepared the body for burial as a way of easing the mourning of the family. And so the women who witnessed the brutal end of the life of Jesus were now there doing what must be done. And like, since this was a custom, they would be acquainted with the process. But this had to have been so much harder. This would have been so different, so burdensome, so Hope less. And as the women are on the verge of performing this custom and mundane process, something extraordinary happened. An earthquake shook the ground. An angel of the Lord appeared out of nowhere and rolled the tomb, the stone away from the tomb, and all of a sudden everything is very different. The women hear the words of the angel. I know you're looking for Jesus, but he is not here because Christ is risen. Put yourself in the position of the women for just a second. Could this possibly be true? Could all of the mourning and the sorrow and the anguish that they have been feeling be swallowed up in the joy of the resurrection? He is not here. He has been raised, as he said. Just as they were on the verge of abandoning all hope, things get different. Very different. But despite all of the evidence in front of them, despite the earthquake, despite the angel, despite the clothes, despite all of it, hope could have still been a risk. Because hope can be risky. Jesus was their hope. And they had given up years of their lives to follow Jesus. And so can you imagine the good questions that are swirling in the back of their heads? Is this a trick? Is this some kind of conspiracy from a government that we do not trust? Did someone steal the body? Can I really believe that hope is true? With their heads spinning and their hearts uncertain, the women do what the angels said, and they go and find the disciples, and they go and tell them everything. But on their way, their risk to hope paid off. Because on their way, they don't need evidence anymore. Because Jesus stands before them. Jesus greets them. Jesus greets them with a word that means rejoice, as if Jesus is saying that it is okay to believe this. It is okay to have hope. The story is not over. As they had first assumed, Jesus did not stay dead. And I am sure that the Marys had good questions in the back of their minds, but that doesn't matter right now because Jesus is standing in front of them. And they respond in awe, and they respond in worship, and they respond in joy because it is as Jesus said. It is as the angel said. It is as they were afraid to hope. Jesus has been raised. Jesus is living. Christ is risen indeed. The fact of the matter of our lives is that hope can still sometimes feel like a risk. Have you ever been there before where you put your hope in something and it doesn't come through for you? Hope can still be a risk. Amen? hope can still feel like a mistake. You work really hard at a project on work, or at a project at work, and you hope that it will give some attention to your superiors, and your hard work goes unnoticed. You take a test, and you're hoping for a certain outcome. You've certainly, like, studied well enough and and worked hard enough. You're really expecting the certain outcome on that test. And you blow it. You're hoping for healing. And it comes on the other side of glory. We know what it is like to be burned by hope. And so we hear again this Easter proclamation. So we hear again that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Do you hesitate for just a second? Or do you put yourself out there with hope, knowing that you might be wrong? Is there hope? Is there hope? Thank you. Is there hope? Thank you. The Marys certainly believed that there was hope. The disciples, once they got word, believed that there was hope. And generations of Christians that have come and gone since believe that there is hope. And the good news of Jesus Christ is that in the resurrection, there is a real hope. There is a hope that is alive and active in our world today because let's just admit it, sometimes our world can feel pretty hopeless. The hope that we find in the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a hope that is insurmountable, undefeatable, and everlasting. The hope that we find in Jesus Christ can bring the answer to all of the good questions in our lives. The most important thing we can learn to do is ask good questions and find faithful answers in Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? risen and living Jesus, we give you thanks for this day. But more than that, we give you thanks for the hope that is found in your word and in, because of you in our world. When the world threatens to steal our hope, help us to hold firm and stand strong, and when we encounter people that have had their hope stolen, hmm, inspire us to speak up to proclaim you for Jesus you are risen you are living and you are our hope and all God's people said thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly cut for time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.